My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick, and this is Sonatotem, episode 39. Each episode of Sonatotem, we talk about making stuff, finding success as we define it, you, me, and staying healthy and sane in the process. Every week, the focus is on my own creative endeavors with the idea that uh, as someone who's been doing this overall since the late 1980s, and by this I mean independent publishing, and uh, gosh, online publishing since the late 90s, it's not my first rodeo, but on the other hand, every rodeo is different and new. I think of myself as an experienced beginner, so you get to hear my creative progress across the previous week, coupled with things I've learned, things I've discovered, mistakes I've made, triumphs I've experienced, so that hopefully you can get something from that as well. So what's happened in the last week? Well, first of all, you know, before we even get to that, this time around, I'm doing this episode in the lush and lavish studios of MWS Media here in Southern California, and we're using the real microphone with the with the windscreen and the recording software and the whole nine yards on the big computer. And I'd forgotten, honestly, <laughs> how sensitive this microphone is. So I have high hopes. I, I really think that this episode will sound massively better than what uh, you've experienced from me in the first few episodes in this, uh, in this sort of relaunch reboot of Sonatotem. That's a whole lot of information about the recording and not so much about what I've done in the last week in as far as my writing goes, my creative endeavors. Right, so let's talk about that. So first of all, those of you who've been listening know I've been struggling getting back on the horse with my free serial fiction project, Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights. Finally, I, I started uh, the latest installment last Friday. This past Friday, I just finished it and got that out to my subscribers. If you are not receiving Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights, how it all got started, you're, you're missing out on free weekly fiction, over 80,000 words of weekly fiction parsed out to you in installments. We're up to installment number 73. Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights takes place about a year before the events in my first and so far most popular novel, Brave Men Run, set in the same story world, the same universe, and it follows some of the side characters in Brave Men Run and Brave Men Run's follow-up, Pilgrimage. It begins the first day of summer vacation after what is, for three-quarters of the characters, their last day of high school. So right on the cusp of adulthood for characters who, again, if you read Brave Men Run, you may be familiar with uh, Carson Munetti, Lena Porter, and a couple you may not be as familiar with, but they do appear in Brave Men Run and in Pilgrimage. Crystal Dubois and uh, Alex Kent 
So it follows these kids, these young adults, as they navigate the cusp of adulthood. Kind of a soap opera. I'm having a lot of fun writing it. It takes place in, like I said, the summer of 1984. So there's a lot of nostalgia there. And it's weird. It's easy for me to write Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights once I get into the actual writing. But I've had, you know, for reasons I mentioned in episode 37 and I think episode 36, I've had trouble uh, just sitting down and writing. It's been a little rough. So uh, it felt good to get back to that. I'm starting to build up a, a bit of a routine once again. Part of it, honestly, and this is just how I work. Part of it is I'm sometimes driven by indignation. Um, sometimes driven by defiance, like, God damn it, I'm going to do this and the world cannot stop me. <laughs> but the other thing that has inspired me is some uh, external support and uh, external accountability. If you listen to Sonatotem episode 38, I talked about launching my Patreon campaign my neo-patronage, membership-driven, exclusive community over there at patreon.com slash Matt Selznick. I relaunched my Patreon campaign, and should I explain this to you a little bit? You can listen to episode 38, or you can simply go to patreon.com slash Matt Selznick, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash m-a-t-t-s-e-l-z-n-i-c-k. Let's explain it a tiny bit. So the idea behind Patreon is it's a platform that allows one to create a membership community and the members pledge at different levels. They become patrons, in other words, at different levels. For mine, you can pledge for as little as $3 a month or as much as $20 a month. And based on your pledge level, you get different degrees of access. You get perks like everything that I make digitally or even tangibly. So every ebook, audiobook I put out, everyone at the $5 level and above gets that. Or even uh, special access like uh, peaks behind the scenes uh, at research material and brainstorming and all of the sort of notes and process work that I do that goes into my various writing uh, projects and things like that, uh, even up to and including actual glimpses at works in progress. My Paramount level patrons received the rough draft of the Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights installment that I sent out to subscribers uh, yesterday as, as an example. So having that community. And first of all, I want to say uh, thank you to the folks who have become patrons. I'm going to list them at the end of this episode. Having that, that community, small as it is at this point, has d- driven me to, to make sure that I'm doing stuff at least every week and hopefully every day or every few days, because I want to show my patrons that I'm taking action, uh, that their participation, their contribution matters. So yeah, forced is the wrong word, but I was strongly incentivized to sit down and write that damn installment of Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights and get the darn thing out there. 
The other thing that I did and, and took up a good portion of my energy, especially on Tuesday and Monday, was creating a, a proposal for a potential client. They came to me looking for help, and they really are starting from scratch. Uh, they, they, their website is no longer applicable to the work they're doing now. They have next to no social media presence. Their mailing list is broken, and uh, they've got these three books in a brand new genre for them that they want to put out. So I spent uh, a good portion of my Tuesday, especially crafting a proposal customized for them and going through everything that they need that I would provide for them to uh, set up their infrastructure as an independent author. Now, when I write these proposals, not only am I spelling out, you know, here's what I'll do and here's what it will cost and here's how long it will take. Almost more importantly than that, I am as best as I can explaining why what I'm going to do is important, why it matters, why you need a website, why you need a mailing list, why the mailing list and the website and your social media presence all work together, interconnected and interdependent to build an empathetic and supportive community of, of readers. And um, that takes some time. And uh, I, I joked to a friend, you know, how is it that I can sit in a chair for six hours and pound out almost 6,000 words of proposal, but it's so difficult to do the same thing uh, when it comes to writing fiction. But I did. I wrote close to 6,000 words. And you know what? Whether or not the client takes me up on the proposal and we work together over the next three to six months, I realized, not for the first time, that these proposals that I write are almost short instructional books. And so I have a pretty good outline, basically. It's, it's almost written to create what will probably be my next commercial work. Certainly, it's going to come out before my next novel, <laughs> Shadow of the Outsider, which hasn't received much attention. But again, Thanks to my patrons and thanks to doing this podcast, even I'm re incentivized, uh, re energized to get back to. But I digress. I own the domain indieauthormarketing.info, and I think that the first ebook to be associated with that domain will be Indie Author Marketing Infrastructure. And it's basically these proposals, it's basically everything that one needs well before one actually releases their first work of fiction, or nonfiction for that matter, all of the infrastructure, all of the uh, working parts that are essential to have in place before one starts uh, their career as an author. So the ebook will have explanations of the how and the why behind uh, the website, the mailing list, and how social media fits in with those two things and how together they work to create basically an author's proxy on the internet. So I'm going to be spending some time on that in the coming week. I essentially wrote the rough draft by writing this proposal, and it's not the first time that I've written what is essentially a rough draft. So I can go back and look at other proposals for other clients, for similar projects. And uh, I'm going to put it all together and um, flesh it out. Yeah, I consider that proposal to be part of the creative work that I did in the past week. 
of course, the writing of installment number, what did I say it was? 73 of Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights. And also, um, the rest of my time creatively was spent on promoting and building up, speaking of infrastructure, building up some sort of supporting material for the new Patreon membership community. You know, the, the landing page over there at patreon.com slash Matt Selznick. Patreon is not the prettiest of sites. The the way that they kind of, there, and there aren't a lot of options for one's campaign page on Patreon. They all kind of look the same. They have some design limitations. So I am working on a page on the website, my website, mattselznick.com, that will serve as the, sort of the real landing page for the community. And I did, uh, did a good shot, a uh, good portion of work on that this week. And uh, gosh, that was the week that was. <laughs> I don't typically get political on Sonatotum. I certainly do elsewhere. I don't believe in separating the political from the creative. I think being creative is a political act. I think that being creative is contributing to and supporting and adding to the culture of the human race. And that is a political act. So, Friday the 24th of June, the Supreme Court in the United States overturned a ruling of a previous Supreme Court that was done over 50 years ago, Roe versus Wade, which guaranteed the right to an abortion for anyone in the United States. No matter where you were in the United States, you have a right to have an abortion if you choose to do so. And uh, yeah, the Supreme Court uh, reversed that. What that means is several states, I think 13 states, immediately put into place their laws, either very severely restricting access to an abortion, the right to have an abortion, or outlawing it entirely in that state. And in the coming weeks and months, between now and September, there are about another dozen states that will, uh, their own laws will be rolling out. So very soon, by the end of the year, in half the country where I live, it will be prohibitively difficult to get an abortion, or it will be against the law entirely. Why, why am I talking about this on a, on a podcast about uh, making things finding success as you define it and staying healthy and sane in the process. Well, folks, in 1991, my girlfriend at the time, actually, we were broken up by then, she had an abortion. We opted to terminate the pregnancy that together we had created. It was the absolute right decision. We were not equipped in terms of mental health, in terms of finances, in terms of how we felt about each other. We were not equipped to be parents. Becoming parents would have derailed the direction and purpose of our lives. Not to say that for those who want that, of course, becoming a parent 
<laughs> utterly changes the course of your life. It was not the time. And I, I mean, here we are. It is uh, 31 years later. And across those 31 years, I often think of the child who might have been had we decided to carry that fetus to term and allow that fetus to become a baby. I think about who that child might have been. I mourn the child who might have been. I miss the child who might have been. I do not regret the decision to terminate the fetus that was. There may be some people in my audience, my community of listeners, who don't understand the distinction. That's fine. I guess I wanted to to point out that even though it was the right decision and I don't regret the decision, perhaps it's because I'm a writer, because I'm used to extrapolating and to uh, creating stories and exploring what if. Perhaps it's because of that that I can so vividly imagine what the child might have been, while at the same time not regretting the decision that we made together my ex-partner at the time, and I, to terminate the pregnancy. And again, what does it have to do with creativity? Uh, Well, my life would have been different. Now, granted, I have not been the most prolific creator across the last 31 years. Three novels and uh, a novel-length serial, a few short stories. But let's not also discount over 200 original songs and... Perhaps most importantly, let's not discount the people whose lives I've changed because I am a creator, because I've been able to focus uh, often all of my energy and frequently most of my energy on making things and helping other people make things. One of my patrons, I, I met them. Because they reached out to me basically to to bend my ear, to pick my brain on uh, on podcasting a novel way back in must have been two thousand and five. If I had not had the freedom to pursue artistic endeavors, I may never have written that novel by that age. I may never have gotten into podcasting the year before. I may never have made the leap to join the dozen or so other authors who had created podcasts of their novels. I certainly wouldn't have had the freedom to travel and speak about podcasting, about independent publishing in the uh, mid-2000s. That author who who reached out to me, J.C. Hutchins, we are friends. We have been friends now uh, for uh, over 15 years. I've seen him excel and explode (laughs) uh, as a podcaster and as an author, far exceeding my own reach and achievements. And he's just one example of the creators that I know who have pursued their own creative works, creative futures, because of my example, my encouragement, my, uh, sure, let's say it, inspiration. If I had become a parent 
1991, not even 30 years old yet, right? I cannot say that the impact that I have had on the culture, however, it, you know, relatively small it may be, I cannot say that that impact would be the same. Lives that are not my own would be different. So, this is my 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 way of uh, explaining why I am so angry and deeply saddened. And uh, for a good portion of Friday, I was derailed uh, to use that word again, simply by the the new reality in the country in which I live, because the right to make decisions like this about one's own body, about one's own future, are fundamental. And in my country, a minority of uh, disproportionately powerful people have taken away a fundamental right from, I was going to say half of the population, but it's not half the population. It's more than half of the population. Because my ex-girlfriend would have become a mother, indeed, but I would have become a father as well. Both our lives would have been irrevocably changed, which would have in turn irrevocably and immeasurably, indeed, impossible to measure ways changed the lives of others as well. I've been thinking about this last night and, and this morning about even whether I wanted to talk about this on the show. And here's why it's important. Here's why talking about this is important. First of all, fundamentally, as I mentioned, you know, uh, I wouldn't be here talking to you if I had become a parent in 1991. I wouldn't be here talking to you now like this about this. You wouldn't be listening. You wouldn't know who I am. But also, this is why it's so important that as a writer, as a creator, we are not distracted by the everyday. We are not discouraged by the things that happen that could make me stop just because it's a little difficult, because it's a little hard to stay focused because of outside influences, whatever they may be. It's your life. You know what you're dealing with. But it's still so important that we create because there are going to be thousands of people, tens of thousands of people who will have their creative dreams at best deferred, at worst denied. Because their choice, whether or not they become a parent, is, again, at best, restricted, at worst, denied. I believe I have a responsibility to create because of their sacrifice. So, (laughs) maybe it's my Gen X DIY sort of kind of punk rock background. Rage and indignation are often powerful drivers for me. I'm feeling a lot of both of those things lately and especially since yesterday. So, amidst all the positive stuff, 
the patrons who have come on board, the renewed drive and interest I have in building a community with you listeners amidst all of that great stuff, which is making me, driving me to to sit down or stand, that's the case maybe, at the keyboard and make work. <laughs> There's also the anger, the powerful driver that says, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway. So yeah, that's where my head's been at the last day or so. It's already borne fruit. Standing in front of this microphone and powering out this podcast episode is part of it. Finishing at last uh, a new episode, a new installment, I should say, of Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights. That's part of it. After I'm done recording this, I'm going to be working on some things related to the membership community and to this podcast and to my creative endeavors as a whole including writing and building on the things that I've talked about, the serial, the next novel, Shadow of the Outsider, and that nonfiction work about indie author infrastructure. You may be hearing this and feeling like your options have constricted. You may be hearing this feeling like you've been backed into a corner, marginalized by your country. Please make something and put it out into the world. You are not marginalized. Your mind is not cornered. You are most certainly not silenced. All right. So I want to mention a couple of things. So don't forget that as a listener to this podcast, you are eligible for two discounts on two of my services that I provide authors and writers. The first is 10% off a Your Story Buddy session. If you go to mattselznick.com and check out the services area, you can find the link to Your Story Buddy one-on-one coaching on a particular issue you might be having with your work in progress, your current story. When you book a Your Story Buddy session, use the coupon code SONATOTEMBUDDY, all one word, lowercase, and you will automatically get 10% off a Your Story Buddy session. Full details on what Your Story Buddy is and how it works over there at mattselznick.com. Just check out the services for writers section of the site. The other thing is 10% off a one-time coaching session that we can pretty much use for anything, but, but is particularly intended for helping you understand indie publishing as a whole. If you're thinking about self-publishing, if you're thinking about creating a life <laughs> as an independent author, I am more than happy to answer your questions for an hour, again, over a video call or a regular old phone call. You can go to mattselznick.com and writer's services section there and follow up on the uh, one-on-one coaching. Use the coupon code SONATOTEMINDIECOACH for 10% off your coaching session. That's SONATOTEMINDIECOACH, all one word. Those are listener-only perks. I don't mention these discount codes in the show notes for the episodes or anywhere else. Only if you've listened to the episode and you've listened this far in. (laughs) Uh, If you've made it this far, uh, you get those coupon codes. And I look forward to helping you and to talking to you. 
The other thing, now that the uh, Patreon thing is a thing, this is the part of the show where I give thanks to the patrons who have become patrons who have joined the exclusive membership community at patreon.com slash Matt Selznick. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K. The exceptional level patron so far includes at $5 per month, Kimberly Puri. Thanks, Kim. Thanks very much. And at the Paramount patron level, $20 a month. Talked about him earlier. My friend J.C. Hutchins, whose patronage I am deeply grateful for. Both of these folks have been part of my community and part of my life for a long time, so I appreciate them very much. And uh, if you would like to join their company in what is, at the moment, a very, very intimate community of just five people, some folks pledging at $3, some folks left over from the old Patreon campaign from two years ago, you can find all of them credited on my website uh, as well. The $5 and up patrons get the special notice here in Sonatotem. If you'd like to join them, patreon.com slash Matt Selznick, $3 or more per month. You get an exclusive access to a chat-based community and uh, other stuff, which you can read all about. I appreciate you, listener, uh, as well. Uh, little by little, there are a few more of you every week putting up with this rambling personal, perhaps too personal, window into my creative writing life. I hope it's useful. If it is useful, if you do appreciate listening to Sonatotem, I hope that you will rate and review the show wherever it is you get your podcasts. Rate and review the show. It matters a lot. It helps the show raise up in the algorithm, in the ratings. When people search for shows like this, if there are ratings and reviews, it helps them notice it a little more than if there aren't. If you would like to comment on this episode or any other episode, you can find the show notes over at mattselznick.com. Just uh, go to the podcast section of the site there. You can find it in the navigation menu. This is Sonatotum episode 39. You'll find the show notes and a place to comment right there at mattselznick.com for episode 39 of Sonatotum. Or you can simply send me an email at matt at mattselznick.com. If you'd like to send a brief voice message, you can record one on your phone. Send that to matt at mattselznick.com. I'll play it on the show and we will engage in a little time-shifted conversation. Whatever your thoughts are about this episode, about the effect of the Supreme Court decision on your ability to create or the ability for anyone to create, I'd appreciate hearing your thoughts. Thank you. I'll see you next week. My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick. Take care. <laughs>